Hello and welcome to Note Doctors Summer Shorts. My name is Paul. My name is Jen. My name is Ben. And we are your hosts. We are all university music theory instructors who are passionate about music theory and music theory instruction. In these short episodes, we will be sharing with each other and all of you musical examples and teaching tips covering a wide range of topics. So if you want to know more about music theory and the most effective and innovative ways to teach it, this is the podcast for you. So welcome back to another Note Doctors Summer Shorts where we are talking about theory desert island pieces. Not desert island books, not desert island albums or movies, but pieces of music that we would take to our theory desert islands to teach. So these are songs or pieces that we love to teach in our theory classes. And if we could only take a handful of pieces onto our island to teach theory for the rest of time, these are going to be pieces that we that we are going to have. And so last week or last time, um, I shared the piece Seven Last Words of the Unarmed by Joel Thompson as one of my theory desert island pieces. So Ben, you're going to lighten the mood slightly by talking about your theory desert island piece. Yes, thank you, Paul. The piece that I love, love, love to teach, especially in theory three, is the theme song from The Legend of Zelda by Koji Kondo. He probably needs no introduction, uh, Koji Kondo. Many of you probably know who he is, Japanese composer for Nintendo. And I am not a gamer, full disclosure, I am not a gamer, but my students said, hey, you know, video game music, there's so much to it. So I just Googled, you know, the most iconic video game themes, and I started listening to them. And I was absolutely floored by the Legend of Zelda theme song, uh, which you'll hear in a, in a few moments. There's so much there. Um, I don't know where to even begin. Um, my goodness. It starts with kind of a compound meter feel, but then you'll, you'll also hear subdivisions of two, so you can talk about that. Modal mixture. There's a ton of modal mixture. You know, the melody kind of ascends the major scale, but then as you hear the bass line descend, and he immediately reaches, you know, lowered scale degree seven, lowered scale degree six, lowered scale degree three, and then even furthermore, lowered scale degree two, or the Neapolitan. Um, so you can talk about that. And uh, I guess one of the coolest parts of this theme is that not only does it go to the Neapolitan, but it also uses five of five, and that kind of motion from you know, going over towards the flatter side um, of B flat major, and then also hearing the five of five, where you know you're taking away that that last flat. It really does get you this moment of I don't know what you call it, uplift or you know brightening. There are a lot of different words you could use to describe that, but I think that's a really cool uh, moment in this theme. Uh, and then right after that, it repeats, and you'll also hear some augmented six um, that resolves. Outward to the dominant. Um, very cool. Uh, I don't know what else theorists geek out to more other than you know, <laughs> augmented six resolving, but this definitely has it. Um, so yeah, pretty cool. And then students, you can also tell students a story that you know it was composed as an all-nighter, which students definitely relate to that, I found over the years, <laughs> composing things as an all-nighter, um, which apparently this was. I didn't know that. I looked that up in preparation for today's little recording but uh, I thought that was cool too all right so should we take a listen to uh, part of it 
Let's hear it. All right, let's do it. Sorry, I saw you were cutting me off. I was just really getting into it. <laughs> this is a lot shorter than Paul's excerpts. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I was really digging it, Ben. It's an iconic theme song, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's an accident that it became such an icon of, of game music. You know, mm-hmm. it's appeared in almost every single game in some way, shape, or form. This theme you know, it's kind of become ubiquitous to this series. And it's also supposedly, now I have, it's been a while since I've played the game, but Super Smash Brothers supposedly has a quote of it really? in there somewhere. Yeah, and obviously the, the series has quite a few games to it. And it, the, mm-hmm. the theme, the motifs kind of recur in different ways, you know, in different um, in different ways later on in the series. So yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. I usually do a bunch of caricatures. See, I like to do, you know, I teach like bigger classes. So what I like to do is kind of caricature Link. And I put like a little cape, you know, on Link. And then I have <laughs> Ganon give like a little evil face and draw like a sword, you know, and all this stuff. And talk about modal mixture and, uh, you know, all kind of the intricacies of the of the rhythms. And, you know, I mean, you can hear kind of the echo of the motif as well and the, kind of the instrumentation. You could, I mean, this was just the first thing that came up on Google or YouTube, but there are mm-hmm. so many different versions of this and you can talk about orchestration too, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. And then if you want to do a project, like in my case, the end goal for me is obviously for them to do their own theme, given like a blank trailer for some sort of multimedia. Like it has been games before, but I've also done apps and, and movie clips. Um, so this kind of is a good preparation. Like this is what one person did at midnight, you know, <laughs> um, and you can do it too. And it can actually be really cool. You know, if you mm-hmm. really think about the ways you're manipulating melody, baseline, what, what are you doing, you know, here? So I kind of talk about all those little things in addition to the caricatures, which kind of draws draws people's attention a little bit to do some caricatures uh, of some of the Legend of Zelda, uh, you know, protagonists and antagonists at least. So, so is the augmented six section that middle section the antagonist part? Well, it depends on what game you're talking about. This one is not necessarily, not necessarily. But I, I will, I kind of use it as. Um, when you're confronting some sort of uh, challenge, that can be like emotion to kind of like a flatter side sometimes. And then when you overcome that, like the the tide turns when like a flat two, then, you know, you reach five of five. Like that kind of represents this kind of tide turning tonally. 
But then, you know, is that necessarily tied to a specific moment in the in the narrative of the game? You know, maybe, maybe not. You know, but I'm certainly kind of drawing that out as much as I can in the in the class as a potential for that, right? As right. A, a, like it has the potential to be used in a situation like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just like some of you already know from the TSMT that I talked about, these minor key superhero themes that then like lean towards a, a major key subdominant. Like in these moments of desperation, you have like this. Oh, now skill degree six is like raised, and like what happens in that? moment there's a lot to be unpacked there and this is just one example since i mean it's very explicit like the baseline clearly goes to you know lowered seven lowered six and lowered three it's like wow that's like the straight up definition of modal mixture when you read you know yeah those are the three those three scale degrees you gotta yeah yeah so it's like you know you want to look for an example that shows something really explicitly this works for that but then also there's a lot of depth to the way it uses the Neapolitan is not necessarily conventional, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think that's really cool. Like, I personally don't shy away from examples that use things, quote unquote, out of their typical usage. You know, yeah. I kind of embrace that. And I think that's mm-hmm. like such a cool talking point. Like, why is it that the Neapolitan here occurs, like in that little sequence, right? And also, like, in root position, like, well, how does that affect? I mean, you can also look, this is another, oh, I'm talking probably too much now, but. <laughs> You can also look up transcriptions of this, like things that are so iconic. You can look up lots of different transcriptions and you'll Mm -hmm. see some people write like a lead sheet symbol to this, right? And it would be in the key of B flat, they write it as B major. And I'm like, well, does it sound like it's B or does it sound like it's a continuation of that motion to the flat side? And like, oh wow, I can see why you could hear it as C flat, right, instead of B. And that's, like, kind of a cool discussion point, too. Like, mm-hmm. looking at people's transcriptions of this on the Internet, a lot of people list that as B. Mm-hmm. Um, that's you what can, I was Same is true you. for Let It Go, too, in the key of A flat, right? People see, like, Let It Go, right. Let the Storm a. Rage yeah. On, mm-hmm. and people will list that as C flat uh, or B. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, what is it? Is it C flat or is it B? And like, why is that? Why does that matter, you know? Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you if you use a written out version in class or if you if this is an aural exercise when you when you do it or how you approach it. Yeah, I do not use the written out version. Mm-hmm. I I will write out little pieces and I'll have them sing back little portions of the melody in the bass, you know, and I'm not trying to do like a four-part version or anything right. like that. We got to corral that corral. Um <laughs> <laughs> so I'm corralling, and I'm just doing them. I'm just doing the melody and bass, um, mm-hmm. and then kind of some lead sheet notation in addition to that. I mean, lead sheet notation. Obviously, we just did this integration with jazz um, curriculum at UNT. So I'm trying to use as much lead sheet notation as I can mm-hmm. in the class. Um, so I'll do lead sheet notation in addition to Roman numerals and and inversions right alongside one another. Yeah. Well, and. Like, of course, when he originally wrote this, this was only for four tracks. You know? Yeah. So, and one was a, like the drum sounds, right? I think there's a video of this, which shows the different waveforms. Like there's, there's like, it shows like a quadrants of the screen and it has like the, like the triangle wave and the square wave and the look, the percussive wave. Um, Cause all he had was four tracks. So he didn't even have like, you know, four voices, you know, cause one was the percussion. And so you can get away with, not thinking about you know choral writing or anything like that because you have the bass line you have the 
the soprano line and maybe that other line there because at least in this version you have these really nice kind of counterpoint mo- or imitation moments right so that's that's really nice too I, I was getting caught up caught up with that <laughs> well I'm not a gamer either but my fiance is and so I have seen quite a bit of the new Zelda game and the music is really different um, I mean, this is there, like, in certain parts, but yeah, like, because it's an open world game where you can explore anywhere in the world that you want to go, um, the music kind of changes depending on where you are, and the, the it's very atmospheric, and that music also really drew me in, like, I, you know, I mean, I never would have thought that I would sit and watch someone else play a video game. But I actually did sit and watch some of, you know, him playing Zelda because it was interesting. And the music is interesting as he's kind of roaming through the world. The world itself is really, really beautiful in the new game. Um, There's a lot to see. It's very interesting. So it's almost like watching a movie in a way, Mm -hmm. but but where there's no plot. Right. Like it's you're wandering through exploring this world. But yeah, the music sounds really different now because, of course, there's a lot more options available for video game music than, you know, just four tracks and a <laughs> sine wave. But yeah. Right. <laughs> right. right. Square wave, sawtooth, basically that's it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Now I think one thing that I've talked about too with this is thinking about are you composing a character theme and what is the depth or persona of that character? Or are you creating a sound world? And like the differences between those two things, you know, like, are you just Mm. creating a sound environment that you want to like, once you hear, you know, three or four measures, you're like, oh, I'm here now versus like enter link, you know, and then like this like specific character, that, that is different. And like a lot of people just like think of game music, film music. Well, it's like, there's subtlety to this. Like, what are you Mm -hmm. trying to create here? Are you going for more of the sound world or are you going more of like a character theme? And like, why would you do one of those two Mm -hmm. things? Well, yeah. in the new game kind of has both because you you're in like a soundscape as you wander through all of these environments, but there are certain characters and certain things that happen. I mean, Link is always there, so there's not like a Link sound per se, but other than him running, that those weird little like video game footsteps that you hear that are like, you know, but like running through dry leaves. Yes, exactly. Yeah, or the rain falling or whatever. But like you know, there are certain people that approach or towns that you go into or whatever that have their own sort of sound or theme or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of both, I would say, in the new one. Well, that presents compositional challenges because then you have to compose in such a way that those different sounds make sense going into each other, Mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, thinking of key areas or even like different scales like i don't i'm not a i'm not a gamer here either so we're all not gamers but i would imagine and i've never played i've actually only played zelda maybe a couple times in my life but i would imagine that the the music that's in that game that you're listening to jen is pretty like consonant or like pentatonic-y or just like or maybe pan-diatonic where the you could easily kind of go in and out of multiple things uh, without having to change in drastic ways? Yeah. I would say it's almost like sound influenced. I don't know how else to say that sounds weird. I don't know how else to put that. But so like 
as you know, if if a, one of the weird blob creatures that's gonna come and you gotta kill him or whatever, I'm clearly not a gamer, okay? But so like, as one of these is coming, you start to hear the like. There's certain sounds, but they do tend mm-hmm. to fit yeah. together into the sound environment that Link's already kind of walking around in, and that just represents mm-hmm. the world. So there are you'll hear bird sounds and rain sounds, and you know some of them are just environmental, but there is music going on, yeah. and sometimes it does actually clash. So sometimes as you're like moving into a town or something, the music of that town kind of clashes with the like, yeah, like nature, a Petrushka effect. Yeah, the nature music that he's walking out of or whatever, especially if you're kind of going back in and out of these two worlds back and mm. forth. But I also think that's on it's intentional, yeah. right? Like so you're getting this feeling of like crowded town versus out in the woods mm. fighting monsters or whatever. <laughs> that's cool. Saving Zelda. That's right, because Zelda it. is not the main character. No, Link is. It's weird. <laughs> but I hear that you're going to be able to play as Zelda in the one that's coming out. That's what there I've heard. There we go. It's about time. About yeah, time. Zelda, Zelda's a girl. She can save herself. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Strong female character. That's right. I love it. <laughs> that's great. Well, and there's such a sense of overcoming with this theme because of the mm. the chromaticism but like the, the clear major quality of that melody right but the harmonies are always like kind of sending you off of these like little diversions and that's what's going on in the game right you're like oh i got it i'm not getting to zelda i have these other things and so oh i gotta go down to the flat two or i gotta go to this <laughs> augmented six chord when i really want to get to zelda right i want to get to that dominant and the music is kind of showing that in a way that these kind of you're going to have these little adventures along the way before eventually overcoming all of those to get back home wow i don't even have to play the game i guess (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there's also on youtube the next video is called zelda and chill so it's 40 minutes of i don't know what but maybe just chill zelda music so, I, don't know. I think there's a subtext there paul yeah <laughs> yeah okay that's right you can't use that netflix and chill that's Mm-mm. not appropriate anymore no. cannot use i don't that i don't know if it ever was we just <laughs> didn't know that <laughs> oh i think that always meant that but anyway <laughs> Oh, man. Well, this is great. I love it. Any, anything else you want to add, Ben, to kind of make the listeners really go check out Zelda, use it in their class? Because I think, I think you make a really strong case of using this when, we, when you get to modal mixture, especially, or even song forms and all sorts of things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could do anything with this. I mean, there's just a lot there. And it's short, it's straightforward, and I think a lot of people know it, which is kind of nice, too. Sometimes you want something that's relatable. You also want to introduce new stuff, but something that's relatable is really good, too. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So, we will be back with one more summer short where we're going to get to find out what Jen's Theory Desert Island piece is. So, look forward to that in the coming weeks. 